Uh, it's a podcast for a uh, Friday, the end of the week. Uh, yours truly, Bob McCown, John Shannon over there. No, where the hell? Oh, there. Yeah. And uh, you, you again, Bob. You could not be a weatherman. You could not be a weatherman. Dave Duvall, right? Dave, right. Get the name right. Bigger backwards That's on right. the glass. That's right. That's right. Uh, in the well, I don't even know where everybody is on this on the screen. Well, I, one's in Vegas and one's in Montreal. Yeah, oh, I know geographically where they oh. are. I'm talking about on the screen. I mean, on my screen, PJ is in the lower left and Darren is in the lower right, but it may be bass backwards. But people have forgotten who they Wherever are. They are. People 7,242, 7,000. Oh, you guys made me lose track. I've got to start counting again. <laughs> so Mr. Millard is in Las Vegas, and, and Mr. Stock is in suburban Montreal. Uh, greetings to both of you. Um, how's everybody? Okay. Busy oh, counting. This is a great year. Yeah, this is a great <laughs> year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not much going on in the world nowadays. Just yeah, fine. not much. We're Thanks for squeezing us time. in on a Friday in, in November of 2020. You thought you were going to get through this without us, but. <laughs> well, you're well, here on a big day, Millard, actually, because, and now, and now that you are a Las Vegas resident, you're probably paying significantly more attention to what's going on on the political scene down there. And um, as we sit here, uh, Mr. Biden appears to be on the, uh, on the verge of becoming the uh, next president of the United States. What do you make of that? Very significant, and Nevada being uh, very involved and influential in the in the end result. It's been an education. We have uh, moved our entire family here, and nothing like this election to really give the kids an understanding of of the well, political yeah. landscape and geographically an understanding states. And I, that's with all due uh, joking aside, it's uh, it's been it's been an education of learning where Pennsylvania is and where Georgia is and North Carolina and uh the the like so uh let's just hope no, that no, this your gets girls done. may know but do you that's the key no, i was going to uh, say it's educational no. for the kids but it's more educational for millard himself i'm that's trying great. to figure out which how many nhl teams are in each uh one of these states and uh and uh, honestly i can't get over how great john king is that's my one takeaway okay. from the whole thing i'm more confused the only thing that i've learned is that we are all more confused now than before this whole thing started. <laughs> what has been going on for the last little while in the States? And I'm happy we sent Millard there. So, and it's- <laughs> Gotta help him out. And it's Just like the state. first guy to the Mars. I don't know. <laughs> I, go. I don't know. I saw, I, PJ, I used to see Millard try to do his expenses. I'm not sure he should be a numbers cruncher. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not sure. By the way, PJ, are you working out? Holy no. smokes. No, black, yeah, those, we're black. You know, giant, but. no, but those, I mean, and, and smaller t-shirts, obvious. Yeah. 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 The secret is now I used to be just a single arm drinker pre COVID. Uh, and now with so much more time, I, 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 each arm gets a chat and I do it all day now. So there's nothing else to do. So yeah, my legs are skinny though. <laughs> well, the presumption is that's muscle. It just may be, it may be you have fat arms. That may be the only thing. That's, I'm that's not telling you, I'm not telling you what it is. Uh, the NBA has, I think, well, more or less decided December 22nd is the start date. What are we going to do with the National Hockey League? Anybody got any ideas as to what they're thinking and when they're going to drop the puck, as they say? John does. Well, I mean, let's face it. I, I, I think Gary is still going to try to push for um, early January. 
and because I, 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 in my heart of hearts, knowing the way these people think, uh, they don't want to give the NBA four weeks, five weeks, six weeks of being the only winter sport, and I say winter viewing sport, um, they don't want to give them that spotlight. They don't want to give it to them by themselves. That's not the that's not the right message to be sending to sponsors. It's not the right message to be sending to your uh, broadcast partners. It's not the right message to be sending to uh, fans in in markets that uh, aren't as uh, as as boisterous or as positive as some of the Canadian markets. I I, I think Gary's still going to try to push for er, uh, as early in January as possible. PJ, what do you think? What do you hear? I don't know uh, if we're going to be able to convince the players. Um, the whole big thing is the border, which is going to be a big issue. And, and it's been rumored a whole bunch of times that Canada might have their own division. Um, but it's the, the bubble is, is how are they going to come up with an idea to create? I can't see the players doing what they did in Edmonton and Toronto, uh, what they did for last season or what just finished, by the way. It was amazing how they pulled it off. Congrats to everyone involved. I just don't don't see them willing to make those sacrifices um, moving forward. Now, if, if the bubble is Canada uh, and the bubble is the States and they make smaller bubbles, potentially, but it's going to be hard to uh, convince players uh, to, you know, I guess bubble themselves. Like they, a lot of them had a hard time with the last one. It was great for the team that won it, that was worth all the sacrifices. But a lot of the other ones were kind of, you know, why did we do this a little bit? So you don't think you, 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 you can't just put that to, and I, and it's uh, uh, on the week that we're having, you can't just put that to losing, you know, everybody thought yeah, it was a yes. waste of time if they didn't win. Well, no, I just, it, it became, is hockey a little bit life versus sport. Um, and it's easy, right, John, it's all divided up or sorry, machine gun, machine gun. Sorry. It's all divided up into different tiers, right? The guys that have a lot of money, they don't, they don't need to come back for a little bit. They can sit at home and, you know, especially ones that, you know, the, the top teams. They're losing a, a lot of money too, PJ. They're, yeah, they're, they're losing money. Uh, fine, they are. But at the same time, they have so much money that it's not really crazily affecting their life. They're millionaires over and over and over again. It's not all bottom, of them, though. Not, not, the, not that's what I'm saying. The bottom tier guys, the bottom tier guys that are on year-to-year contracts – that don't make a ton of money, those are the ones that really want to get back and play. Um, so that's that's where you're kind of stuck in this a little bit. Like, I mean, Sidney Crosby, I'm just, I'm not saying Sidney, I don't know anything about Sidney Crosby, but Sidney Crosby has enough money in the bank for the rest I've of his heard. life. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing okay. Uh, if for Sidney Crosby to miss a year or two, yes, it's going to hurt him in the pocketbook, but he also has enough in his bank account that really, is it really going to hurt him? And there's a, there, that tier of players versus the, the guys like myself who are almost paycheck to paycheck that they don't want to miss anything. But how so, about Devon Taves? Uh, he, he finally gets his payday and you're not going to play. And here's, here's the other part too. The summer, summer, they didn't get paid. If they go into bubbles now or pods or whatever terminology you want to use, at least they're going to be making a paycheck. And we know that money doesn't buy happiness, but it makes for a much more tolerable depression. Well, and, 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 well, what we do know is that they got, they got a bit of a paycheck at the end of last month. They got 8% of their salaries. 
uh, for the upcoming season, uh, minus escrow, minus a, 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 a holdback. Uh, but they got they did get a bit of a paycheck to get them through this strange time of year. Uh, but you know what? I, I, the other issue is going to be is what kind of paychecks are they going to get in the future too? Yeah. Uh, how much are they how much are they going to get if it's just a forty eight game season? I, and I think that there's a real disagreement um, between the sides of whether they're going to get their full money or they're going to get a prorated. Uh, portion uh, that's going to be another issue that I think will probably end up in court of some sort. Well, under normal on the normal year, uh, the players would argue that, um, or it would be argued in general that if you play forty-eight games, you get a pr- appropriate percentage of uh, your salary because the revenues are impacted. But we don't. Well, know that, would, that, that that would be the league argument. That would be the league argument. Okay. But the, the players are the players' argument is we signed a four-year extension. You of got the that right, right. In order to make sure that we guarantee our dollars, that's but what why is the, we did what's that. The rel- what is the economic relevance to the teams? In truth, the real economic relevance to the teams in playing forty-eight games versus eighty-two games. Now you're going to have to, you know, maybe you're going to have to cut a check or 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 do a deal with your sponsors. Maybe you're going to have to do a deal with your television networks and your broadcast partners, but you have less travel, you have less hotel costs, your arenas are probably going to be empty or close to empty. So, I mean, there's some mitigating factors here. Uh, Not enough. I'm sure they're wading through. A ton, a ton of factors. And, and, but I, you know, and, and it's funny, we talked about this, Bob, Early on, I think maybe one of our the first times we were together um, uh, on the podcast was that what what hockey is going to go through now, uh, and to a lesser extent the NBA, but particularly hockey, is what Major League Baseball went through in spring training, when there was a huge fight between the players and the owners, saying, you know, we expect to get our full salaries. Yeah. Remember the guy that got pulled in Game Six, Blake Snell, he, he won his full salary for the year. Didn't get it, but that's what he wanted because he thought that that's what the contract he signed meant for him. Well, he, yeah, he wanted that, and he wanted to stay in game six, so he's 0 for 2. But, <laughs> well, I, yeah, you know what? I, uh, I forgot. He got doubly screwed this year, eh? Well, he could have just stayed out. Well, and oh, 0 for 3 then. They lost the game, right? Good, good, good point. Well, um, the, other thing, the other thing we don't know – sorry, Millard, I'll, jump, I'll let you jump yeah. back in here. But the other thing we don't know is are they going to go into bubbles um, or not? What we've seen since – the NBA and NHL decided to go the routes that they went. We've seen Major League Baseball go through a season, and yes, they had problems, but in general, they made it through, and they got better as they worked through it. We have also now seen half an NFL season where, yes, there have been positive tests, um, but they continue to travel on a week-to-week basis. What do you do if you're the National Hockey League, Darren? I think you start with pods. And not necessarily bubbles, but pods where you go in for a couple of weeks and it rotates. So the first four pods might be Edmonton with your all-Canadian division and uh, Carolina, uh, Las Vegas, and St. Louis. And your divisions are, are, are sorted out that way. And you start with two weeks in, play a bunch of games, come out, see your family, go back for two weeks to four different pods. And I think that's the way you get through the first 20 games. 
and then you reevaluate and hopefully you can have fans uh, in, in the building of, of some regard and and you're able to um, uh, play uh, a schedule where teams are traveling to individual arenas on, on a more traditional setup. That's that's the way I see it going, but it mm. gives you an opportunity to get the first 20 games under your belt and get some type of momentum. We know you can play the games, PJ, but um, how many games can you play in 14 days? You certainly well, can play seven. Can you play I nine? I think the number's eight. I think the number's eight, Bob. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think yeah, the number they're talking about yeah, three three games, four nights um, is, is something. Just and keep rotating that through. Uh, they, you know what? If the guys under, it, they're getting paid. They get paid an amazing salary. And a game is, yeah, you bust your hump for a little bit. The 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 thought always is, you know, what's the risk of injury if I play too much or whatever? That's the one that gets taken into consideration. Taken into consideration by the PA side. Uh, you don't want to put the players at risk, but really. For the it's 2020, it's craziness. You, there are some sacrifices that have to be made by both sides. Um, but I, I, I really like Darren's idea about, uh, and that's where I think it would be, because I, I don't think you can get them to stay forever in these bubble ideas or, or pods. So I, I do like that idea. Uh, and the one thing that hockey needs, and this is my the concern, is they rely on gate more than any other sport, pretty much. Sure. So, they have to find, I don't know how they're going to do this. Um, and I don't know how many people in the states are in state to state and Canada, we're all different as well. How there's a way that they can create a buzz in a certain town. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how they can do this, but well, it's a players, good point. It's a good point be because willing. I'm sorry, because um, you're seeing, um, well, in the World Series and now in the National Football League, about 20%, most stadiums. We'll let about 20% give or take in. If you do that in the National Hockey League, that's about 4,000 people per game. But that presumes that you're playing in your home arena. And you certainly can draw that many people. Even in Phoenix, they can draw that many people. Um, but if you're playing in like Edmonton, for example, if you've got the, all the Canadian teams playing in Edmonton, can you draw 4,000 people at noon for a game between uh, Montreal and Ottawa? Uh, and then there's another game between Calgary and Toronto at four o'clock. And then there's another game at eight o'clock between uh, Edmonton and uh, Winnipeg. Well, but if you do, if you do that, who gets that money? Well, there's another question. So, so the, the, the other thing is, and the biggest difference really between allowing people in to watch games in baseball and football and hockey and basketball is indoors versus outdoors. Sure. Uh, and the yeah. and the science of COVID, uh, so th those are bigger issues. The the NHL a long time ago now. I mean, it was gosh seven or eight months ago. They they commissioned every team to go and do a social distancing map of your arena. Uh, if if you if they allowed with correct social distancing, six feet between people sitting down, how many people would be in arenas? The number was between twenty five hundred and thirty two hundred on average in every arena. Uh, th th that's just not enough. Eugene Melnick has said he thinks he could break even at 6,000 in Ottawa. Uh, I don't see how they're going to allow 6,000 in Ottawa. They won't, you can't even get 40 in a restaurant in Ottawa right now. Um, and, and then I've talked to a couple of other teams that say break even for them is 10,000 people in the arena. And we are not going to see 10,000 people in an arena uh, I don't think until maybe October 
And that's hopefully well after the vaccine is ready. So that those those are I think those are numbers and issues that every team and and both the NBA and the NHL have to have to deal with. Can I just ask PJ the the idea that the NBA goes, which where this conversation started uh, on December twenty second and gets up and running at the start of twenty twenty one. Does that have any influence on the players uh, to want to get back up and running and say, if they can do it, we should be doing it too? Money, it's awful, but money always <clears throat> pushes me a little bit. You know, it's a lot of times it's, it, it, at first you're like, oh, it's craziness. Let's wait. Let's not sacrifice um, the livelihood of everyone and make it look like people can't work and we're going to go and play hockey. And, and you're trying to have that mentality and then you have to start paying for stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like you guys said before, even that, as John said before, the 8% of the, the paycheck or whatever, it, there's a lot of them that start to be like, I need that 8%. You know, I need any of it. And that comes a little bit of a motivating factor. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if one would weigh on the other, the basketball versus the hockey. I, it's just, it's completely different um mentality i'll watch it and i'll go if lebron's playing why am i not watching sid play um i think but i think but i i actually think that i don't i i actually think and and i haven't i haven't played hockey uh at at that level i haven't played hockey period actually you would be good Uh, in in that front (laughs) presence you thinking what about an active stick what about an active, <laughs> active stick yes active stick yeah uh, but i think that that pressure is more on the corporate side i really do i think that that's more on uh on you know scotia bank who have invested a lot of money in hockey i think there's pressure from comcast who have the rights in the united states on rogers in canada i, I think those are the people that are going to be saying hey if the nba is going why aren't why aren't why isn't the the NHL going? And I and I I, I do think that Gary, Gary would would understand that. I think Gary realizes that right away, and and want that's why he's always picked that January first date. The other one is, and and uh, uh, you know, owners, I think owners are kind of pushing back, saying, "Listen, we want to play. Uh, we don't want to be out of pocket very much as much as we have to be," uh, which is why they want February first. Uh, based on the fact that they think that that's five or six weeks closer to being able to put people in the seats, where that's where a lot of their local revenue is generated. And when it comes to the players, back to the players, they're all pretty simple. You know, I I, I joke about the the money, which is an issue, but the hockey players, you just tell them where to go, they'll go. There there won't be a lot of pushback, uh, especially from the bottom half. It's that top half a little, that might be you know a little hesitant but you just tell them what they have to do they'll go do it so that's yeah the interesting thing about that pj is uh in the return to play committee the last time you know uh in the summer there were five players there were five players involved now the return to play committee is going to have 13. you don't have enough fingers well i have to use toes too anyway so uh so from that perspective is that an indication that the players want to be more involved because they didn't like what happened in the bubbles or that they want to be able to control their own fates or they've had a lot of time to think and they want, they just want to make sure they, it gets done right. Uh, I, I mean, that to me is a, a, an interesting factor in, 
the players making sure that they have enough say on how the next level of return to play uh, is designed. Are you guys convinced that we're going to play? No, yeah, that's I'm not. My thing. No, I agree with you. I don't know. Oh, I, I am. I, 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 I think we'll play too, but I've talked to enough people. Well, I will say this much. Um, well, I'm not convinced they're going to play. I'm not sure they should play. Um, but I think it would be wise, and they probably are, think, trying to think of something a lot more outside the box than what the four of us have contemplated here, which is some kind of a regular season within some kind of a playoff format. If you think about all the things that are important in our society right now, the border, the Canadian border technically is closed. So you can't, they don't want, they don't want to bring teams across the border. Um, that's why we're talking about a Canadian division. Uh, travel is an issue, both from an economic standpoint and from a risk standpoint. So how about this? And, and this is really off the top of my head. What about taking all 30, well, there aren't 32 yet, are there? No, 31 right now. Um, well, let's speed up Seattle and get it to 32. Uh, and they've got a month. So hurry up. <laughs> we can up. do that. We can do yeah. that. Stock, you may, have to, you may have to put the skates back on. Yeah, we can do so, it. So, so, and Millard, you'll be the goaltender. Oh, it's my not that far from Vegas gracious. to Seattle. But, but what will your mask look like? Goals will be up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Way Goals. up. Well, no, not if PJ's shooting. Uh, (laughs) so let's let let me go down this road one for a second here forget a regular season what if you played a double knockout kind of playoff round so it becomes like the ncaa tournament but with a double knockout so you play a best four out of seven series against some other team you play all the games in the home arena of the higher seed, uh, which is sort of what happened in baseball. And, um, and then you proceed from there. So it becomes one elongated playoff series rather than a smaller regular season to get to the playoffs. Thoughts? I don't think there's any chance of it happening, but I love the idea. It doesn't satisfy the league's corporate partners. It doesn't. Why? Because you, what you need is you need volume. You need... Um, you need well, but let's uh, think, John, be just a sec. Let's think about how many games actually would be played. You'll have every, every series would be four out of seven. Um, some will go four, of course. Some will go seven. You start adding it up. You're pretty. You're probably in around the 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 right number of games, and and in terms of of um, of audience, don't you think that this playoff kind of format draws a bigger television audience than a bunch of regular season games? Uh, well, I mean, in the end, if a dub- if it's a double knockout elimination round robin, it is the regular season. So I think. And, well, and, it's not a round robin; it's a double knockout. Well, you lose the first round, you get to you get to go into the B pool, and at the end, somebody from the B pool plays the winner of the A pool. Stock so is sitting I've, there like completely puzzled by this. No, I, I'm no, trying. I, to... I'm saying so. You could play eight games and be done. Is that what you're trying to say? Theoretically. So in this theory. is a concern theory. So 
Boy, and let's just take let, let's just take Ottawa for example. One of the issues with Ottawa is they haven't played for a year by the time hockey comes back. So that's a lot on the players that haven't played. And now they could be playing eight games, Ottawa, like let's say where they are. Let's say it's nine. Let's say they push a couple series. Now they're done Very for Very generous another... of you. Yeah. <laughs> they gave them a game. Now, <laughs> now they're yeah. done for another who knows how long. Eight Th- months. That'll be, that'll be a tough convincing factor for those teams. They want to try and get back on the ice. You know, no, they even asked for training camps for the seven teams that have been eliminated early. If, if, uh, by the way, I didn't have to take my shoes off for that one. Uh, they, they, they want to get back and get a training camp before the other teams get a training camp only because they've been doing nothing. Uh, so we'll play see better. Them, that's the answer to that. That's it. Yeah. Over? Yeah, yeah. Play better. And then you get more yeah. games. Yeah. That's, well, it's hard. Uh, it's hard. You know what? But I'm not sure you would be a very good commissioner. Bob. I really am not. I'm play not better. sure. I'm not, well, I'm sure not applying you. for the job. I'm just trying to fix everything that's wrong with the, the world. But the counter-argument to this is that teams would want to play. Like PJ said, teams don't want to come back for, for eight games. Well, then we get back to the whole argument of should teams be wanting to play? Will there be a desire to play? And that sort of strengthens that argument uh, as the NBA starts. I, I, well, I, but I, I think Stock the, the was NBA arguing – the Stock NBA was arguing player. earlier that 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 guys may not want to play because they got so much money. Mm-hmm. I'm saying here, here's a whack of dough. If you only play eight games, you know, have a nice vacation. No, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not I, saying I'm using that as in, like I'm just saying there are some that could easily say the money thing is. Like I guess I also said hockey players are simple. You tell them where to go, they're going to go. Yeah. I, I, and I'm just adding a layer to the argument of is it really worth it? So let's say a team like an Ottawa Senators or Detroit, they're superstars. No, they're not going to win anything. So uh, I know Montreal was 24th, and they were able to beat a fifth seed, uh, even though they were the, you know, where they sat during the regular season. And in the bubble, some of those teams that were at the bottom knew they weren't going to really have a chance to win anything. So they were kind of, why are we kind of here thing? And the money factor is something that helped influence yeah. it, making a solid cap. So that's kind of, you know, and, and their escrow being lowered over time. So that was why they did it as an investment. Moving forward, uh, it's going to be a little bit different because they already got the salt cap. They got the numbers about the escrow. They got the extension. Uh, but now you're those bottom teams. And now how do you convince them to come back? Uh, and that's kind of one of the, uh, you, you need, know. I tell you what, you need, from a revenue perspective, you need to get around six to 700 games to be played. On, no, on a local and national uh, sponsorship uh, well, level you on want, a network. John, not no, need. no, no, you, Bob, you, this, to, 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 PJ's point, to PJ's point about, you know, Ottawa getting nine games, um, that's a typical answer from a guy in Montreal. Um, you, you know, <laughs> that, I mean, from that, from that perspective, you, you need to be able to say to Ottawa, you're going to play 48 games, you know. And, and I don't understand why. We, well, because in the end, Bob, and we saw this, we saw this with the format that existed in the bubbles, was they, there, there is a level of belief from the players, too, that you don't want to compromise the integrity of winning the Stanley Cup. Full oh, that, oh, that ship has sailed. No, it hasn't, Bob. No, it hasn't. No, it, no, it hasn't, sure Bob. It that, has. No, it you had a play, you had a that's play one of the reasons last why... year. You didn't have no. home ice advantage through the play the postseason. 
but you but you still had to you you still had to win four seven game series to win the Stanley Cup. So you baseball there's no asterisk. Just, baseball no just asterisk. played a sixty game schedule, and the Dodgers beat Tampa Bay, the two best teams during the regular season in their respective leagues. Are you putting an asterisk on that baseball season? No, because they didn't. They didn't compromise the actual playoffs. In fact, they expanded the. Of course, playoffs, they did. They expanded loved, them as you loved, as you loved. But that, that expanding the playoffs. I mean, we. There's no asterisk uh, in in nineteen. What is it? Nineteen ninety five when the Devils won the Stanley Cup. They won it on a forty eight game schedule. There's no asterisk there. There's no asterisk in twenty thirteen when Chicago won it after a forty eight game schedule because they didn't compromise the integrity of the playoffs so that's the, and that's so you can do whatever you want before you're going to have the playoffs but th they have to find a way to, to create a proper seating you have to do what pj says you can't just play nine games and go home so what's four, okay if you have to have a regular season were, guys what's the minimum number of games you can have in a regular well, season I just said 48 48 48 I, i'm i'm johnny I, I, hold on a second i i okay there's no asterisks I, i'm stuck with bob on this one a little um Okay, all these records that have been smashed, okay, because of the playoffs, because yeah. they had an extended playoffs, right? Okay, right. So there's that there's that window of games they didn't want to count them as regular season games. They called them play-in games, but they're actually playoff games. So that those records of all these amazing careers of players um, that have been in the history books have all been erased because we have these extended games where players went in and fluffed up all the stats because they played more games. If you're telling me there shouldn't be a little bit of an asterisk besides that, like I know, but, but how do you, but PJ, the, based on that, um, how do you compare uh, rocket Richard scoring 50 goals in 50 games, in 50 games when the regular season was only 50 games in the late forties uh, versus when it was 84 games for five years in a row? I mean, so you, the, individual statistics are different than team statistics. I and I, I, you know, I understand what you're saying. You can't, you can't compare, uh, uh, you know, the greatest goal scorer in 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 modern history, Wayne Gretzky, and his numbers individually versus Rocket Richard's based on playoff games. Rocket Richard, they there are years they only played eight playoff games and won the Stanley Cup. Yep. You know, so the individual. Uh, what things are one thing that's the team sport it's a team sport those are the things you can't compromise when do you guys think we will start if you had to predict i don't have any idea i'll take the first shot at it. i have no idea when they're going to start if i was them um i want to start as soon as possible and i would uh, at the very least i would want to have games on uh, new year's eve new year's day I'm with, I'm with totally. And you got to make a splash. You got to find a way to get people back in. And what I think would hurt hockey a little bit when they did come back and the games were in the bubbles, uh, they didn't have the sound put in a little. It just did not seem like it, it wasn't entertaining. Uh, it just kind of seemed blah. You had players coming out and actually, which moving forward, the league should talk to the players and they should only be promoting the sport. They should not say that this is, you know, yeah, Jonathan Dwayne from the Montreal Canadiens coming out and saying that. There's more atmosphere at my kid's peewee game. Uh, so I think they have to find a way to create a wow. The players are going to play, but they have to get us as fans back into it as well. So I, I think those dates are great. I grew up watching college football 
Um, you know, the big game on J uh, January 1, that's a great date. It's still, it's a holiday that everyone's going to be getting together and kind of cheersing 2020s over. We're moving forward. They have to make a splash with that date. And I don't know how they want to do it, but I like that date moving forward. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I think that the 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 answer is is that the league wants to go as soon as possible after January first. But I think realistically, uh, they're better off in February. They're better off in February. Do a forty eight games uh, because I think in the end, Bob, uh, it's a little bit to PJ's point. Um, I I want the second half of the season to have fans in the building, and and I and again I and I've got to feel and we've got to think no guarantees that by March or April, we're going to be allowing people indoors to go into, um, into arenas. And so like the owners, uh, I'm, I'm suggesting that uh, you, you, you push it as far as you can without compromising everything to make sure that you have as many home games with people, some level of people in, in the seats. And this so, is great because Millard hasn't spoken a bit. Um, so John, well, no, that he, he he ended up being the host. He asked the question. He ended up being the host. He couldn't he couldn't resist. So so the big I think the biggest concern is I'm with you a little bit on pushing it as you talked about the, the people in the seats, but the biggest thing is hopefully we have uh, whatever kind of a cure or whatever I don't know, um, but we can't we we're thinking everything should be better by September October of the following year we can't sacrifice the following 82 game season. So I agree that's, with you. I agree with you. Well, the other we, aspect, the, the, other, the other thing is, 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 is to put in mind is the Tokyo Olympics, which start in mid July. And so that ends up, that probably gives you some level in my opinion of a, of an end date because um, you know, CBC Rogers, TSN in Canada, all carry summer games. NBC on all its family of networks carry some, the summer games if they occur. I, and it sounds like the AOC is going to be adamant that they're going to occur. So then you have, you have basically January to mid-July as your window for television exposure. And so that, that creates another dilemma for you. That's, and I think that's one of the reasons why Bettman has pushed early January to, uh, to, to start the season. But I think that there's enough pushback from owners around the league, including Bill Foley in Vegas, who said it on a radio show, um, that uh, says, uh, you know, February 1st is the way we're going to go. So that, that's, that's how I just see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going third week of uh, January. That's when we're going to start. Sort of right in between you guys. Thanks for thanks, Darren. You can go back to sleep. Yeah. Thanks okay. very much for helping out. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, is that what's what's the sweetest jersey you got going up there behind you? Nick is bought it. Gonna... Nick Backstrom. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm, I'm big, yeah. big, big in Sweden. Yeah, I'm big so on I'm, my Swedes. To, to, to Johnny's point, and let's say combining all of that, and uh, going back to Bob's question early, how many games can you get in? Uh, the PA will have an idea of how many games we can play within a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's going to be, have to be taken into consideration. Uh, John mentioned uh, the, 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 the Olympics is a great point because they want nothing but Olympics on their airwaves. So hockey is going to be, have to be finished there, which actually gives a great, you know, summer for hockey to get ready for the September, October season, which therefore comes the math. We both agreed on 48. Um, or I think we all said 48, that number might have to go down to 42 
maybe, uh, or, or what is the right number if you want to get all that into place and get playoffs started like they normally always do first week of April um, because we want the playoffs. Yeah. Is it, how much, how much is, how important is the season compared to the playoffs? Well, I mean, but, 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 it, but it, if you look back, I mean, 48 game schedule, you, you basically have, I think until the 15th of July to give out the Stanley cup. So you're buying yourself five more weeks, five more weeks of, 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 of time. We, we all know that, and the ratings weren't spectacular, but we all know now that people will watch hockey in the summertime. Uh, and so for, well, people will watch anything at, well, at, right now if they will. put it on, but right, I mean, right now they will. Yeah. But, but, but you have to, but you, I think you have to be ready for, a that we you finish by the middle of July because you still need a draft and you need a, an expansion draft too uh, for that Seattle team that's supposed to start in October. And well, that, that's the that's the other thing to mention is is that it's the only money that's going to come in next year for the owners, possibly is the expansion dollars from the Seattle franchise. There are going to be checks written um, by David Bonderman and the people in Seattle. I don't uh, care. No, but it, but it, but it, it, it puts money in the pockets of some owners that right now don't have any money, Bob. Well, poor babies, they should sell the franchise. Um, I'm sure they have plenty. Oh, of now now oh, is not is. a good time. You don't there, sell no, when the market's low. Yeah, yeah, you don't go, Bob. You know better than anybody. You want me to have sympathy for NHL team owners? You are really? definitely not. You are definitely not being commissioner now. You hey, were. Just, I thought uh, you wanted to be. I commissioner. didn't apply for the freaking job. Millard. We, we can always talk about uh, 48 game schedule, 52 game schedule. There's no guarantee that everybody plays the same number of games as we just saw in baseball. No, I really don't care who plays how many games. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, and I, and I'm, I'm not suggesting this. I'm asking the question. We all as fans of sports want and expect, or we think we want and expect there to be a season. Mm-hmm. But we have gone through uh, the last uh, eight months, nine months, whatever it is, of, um, of a life that is um, completely different than anything we could possibly have imagined. What is the actual downside in the NHL, NBA, not playing? Not saying, we will, we, will, we will abort this year. We will come back in September. At, that is our plan. At a time when we believe there is a great likelihood that a vaccine will have been developed and a significant uh, number of the population will have been able to access the vaccine. And hopefully life is, if not normal, then a, certainly a lot closer to normal. What's the downside in doing that, Darren? I'll give you two words, relevancy and money. And I'm That's not three sure. That's three words. That's three words. Three words. Sorry. Well, okay. Relevancy, money. Uh, and I'm not sure which which one's more important and more valuable. Re- relevancy, uh, I don't I don't think relevancy is a problem. I think it's all based on revenue, all based on revenue. And what we're talking about, if there's no season, no playoffs. And by the way, if they could do playoffs this year in a bubble, they can do playoffs next year in a bubble for the short term. Um, but. You know, we're talking probably, and you know, Bob, you know how how owners work and leagues work. They they don't talk about actual cash. They talk about the money they think they should make and the future revenue uh, stream. Okay, so let me ask you a question. $4 billion. $4 billion. 
$4 billion. Well, hold on a second. How many teams made money this past season? Uh, I'm still going this, through the votes season? here. I don't I think they know. I don't, know. I don't think they know. I think they know, and I don't think it was one. I don't think, I think it was they one. all I lost money. I don't know hockey. No, 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 no. I don't know hockey, but I can tell you this. Football, and I'm sorry, I'm just – just a comparison, which is a money-making machine every year. Yeah, it's a TV money-making machine, though, PJ. Fair, I agree. That's right. I agree. But um, they're getting crushed. Uh, so hockey – Crushed. I think one they're the, getting one crushed. They're not they're, losing they're, money. They're, they're not losing crushed. money. They're losing salary caps going to go down next year. Every team no, 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 no. Salary cap going down doesn't mean they're losing money, though. The owners, they're all going to lose. All, all the teams will lose about $100 million. That's what I've been told. So think of this. I, I don't believe No that. one's – no. okay, let's just go to hockey. And to Bob's point before about um, uh, and if there is no hockey, I, I think that you look at – What's kind of hurting the hockey world and why people don't watch? A, we're not in bars cheering it on. We're not at work talking about it. So that also, we used to go, I have to watch this game because I heard about this, I heard about that, or it's in the bar. You can't get into the fever of the playoffs. We couldn't do any of that. So uh, it kind of, you know, it just kind of lost its flavor. So people weren't really watching it all that much. If we lose a year to it, um, how much does it affect people moving forward? Hockey fans are always going to come back. It's those fans that are stuck in the middle, the young kids that are, you know, hockey, basketball's on fire right now in Canada. And why? Because the Raptors. Canadians' hockey teams don't, haven't been winning. The younger kids are now following basketball or other sports. If we take a year off hockey, I think it is the most delicate sport compared to the others because it's not as much of a highlight reel sport. I think it can hurt the game. There's some truth. So relevancy goes back to relevancy. No, I think there's some truth to that, but I think from an economic perspective, what I'm, you know, I didn't really get a chance to finish the the, the perspective I'm I'm offering is if you didn't play this year, you ex you 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 reduce your losses dramatically. Players do not get paid. No, you don't have the revenue from your your sponsorship or television contracts, but you merely extend them for another year. So you're not eliminating that revenue. You're just delaying that revenue. And I think, I don't, are there a few teams that actually made money? Yes. Um, sure. Well, they made money because they got how many games in? 70 games in of 30, regular season. 35 home, you know. How many, are, how many teams yeah. would you say will make money this year if there are no fans in the building? None. None. That's the point. And a bunch of them will lose their shirts. And if you don't have a season, if you don't try and jump through all these hoops that we're talking about just to play, to say you played, when there's no economic reason to play, when, as PJ said earlier, there are a lot of players probably who, would, who, who don't want to go into a bubble again and maybe don't mind taking another year off, I think it's something that has to be considered. I don't think it will be considered. I don't think the National Hockey League or any other league wants to even think about the notion of doing this. But is there some wisdom in it? Maybe. No, John? Playing, no, John, it, no, is no, an investment. It, 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 there is – I mean, there are going to be teams that actually lose less uh, without revenue sharing. Uh, if they don't play, there's, there's going to be a hand.
full of teams. Oh, no, but there'll that, be a lot because they won't have the expenses of of player movement, hotel, no, no, you're, you're salaries. Right. There's, that's, you know. And that's around 85 to $90 million. They won't have those, they won't have those, uh, those expenses. You're, you're not wrong. The, the, the problem becomes uh, is not at the team level near as much as at the league level where they're where, and, and this is where there has been a giant shift in, in, in hockey in the last seven to 10 years is that the amount of money that used to be driven by the league was in the 15 or 20 or 25 percentile. Now it's more than, now it is more than half because of the way that the league is constructed and the permissions that the owners have given Gary to, to drive revenue. And so that becomes, that becomes, that's why there was a, a bubble season uh, because the, there's enough revenue in a lot of people's opinion at the league level in order to play. And you combine that with Darren's relevancy, then there's, there's going to be reasons to, to want to play the game. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to interrupt they don't want to interrupt another year, um, you know, and, and that was, and the bubble year was, the bubbles were proof of that. And I think that that's why we're going to end up with a season of some sort and, and, and a shortened season. It, it also like you went through all this trial and tribulation and challenge of playing in a bubble and crowning a Stanley Cup champion in the midst of the pandemic. It, you kind of lose that momentum. Why would you do all that and then not play? Right. Well, and partly I, because, I as you well know, in Las Vegas, the pandemic is way worse now than it was back then. Oh, to be be quiet. It's fine. I'm fine. It's it's all good. You're fine. Yeah. Check the numbers. He's locked up. He's locked up in his room. He's got his little jerseys wrapped around him. He's <laughs> yeah. like, got a hundred thousand people. Yeah, a hundred thousand people a day catching this stuff. Um, we've had record numbers the last week here in Toronto. And now they're talking about reopening restaurants. You know, it, it's, we, don't, we don't know how to deal with this. We don't know what the right answer is. No, we, no, we, do, know how to, we do know how to deal with it. We just don't want to. We don't want to. And, and I am not sitting here and suggesting that the NHL not have a season. But I am saying it is something that should be thought about. It is, oh, it, and, it, it, and it really, has. all you're doing is you're saying instead of starting in February, we're going to start up again in September. Mm -hmm. It has, Bob. I mean, there's, I, I think that's that's the one thing I, you, you'll have to give credit of that inner cabinet of Bettmans, whether that's the ten guys on the executive committee or the guys like. And Daly what do you and, think the chances are that they'll 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 take that option, John? Um, I think I, I it, it's based on the numbers, Bob. It's based on the numbers. No if, if, if the second wave continues to grow as badly as it has, you know, then I think it's something they're going to have to consider. I'd be very surprised. But well, time, oh, no, so time so is, your, is your enemy, right? Time is your enemy? Yeah, because you, you can't push it back indefinitely. No, you, I we don't think. think. We don't yeah. think. Yeah. I, I think hockey players also look at these optics way more differently than the other sports. I, I do think so. And that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning. I think, you know, that's why some of them had a hard time coming back uh, and playing, you know, especially as you, we talk, I think this, the mentality in the States versus the mentality in Canada is a lot different. And yes. a lot of, and a lot of the players in the league are Canadian or for what, and they just, they didn't think it was right to come back and play. And when you think of it, they came back and played. And like I said, I don't, and we, we compared it to losing. 
to come back to play kind of for what? Yeah, the team that won their Stanley Cup champs and the teams that had success, but there's a whole bunch of other ones that kind of, did we really come back for this? You know, and so that's going to be the optics of all of this. As Bob mentioned, I mean, the, the numbers are crazy um, and, and everything's skyrocketing. No one knows, you can blame on whoever you want, but at the end of the day, no one knows how to slow this down or stop it. So yeah. until until they find somewhat of a way, I, I can see the players just saying, I just don't think think it's right. Besides the guys that the monetary part of it that I need, we need some some money. It doesn't look right. Um, so that's you have to wonder. You have to wonder if the if the season does start in January, how many opt outs do we see? How many guys? I assume at the top end of the salary scale, well, like some at least depends well, on well, what, depends too. on what the format is. I think well, you're also Correct. being paid this time. Correct, and you weren't being paid in the well, summer. But that, you, you 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 don't get paid for playoffs anyway. I know, but but it's. I think it's. Is would it been easier, easier for players last year to walk away because basically mm -hmm. it was all playoffs, right? Right, right. They'd already received most of their paychecks. Yeah. Well, on one hand, I could say that um, Sportsnet would not be happy if there was no hockey. Um, then again, take a look at the four of us. Um, <laughs> you know, why should we give a crap about what they think? <laughs> Or what happened? I like PJ's little giggle there. That only took uh, that only took about fifth forty-two minutes. So well, you knew it had to come. Yeah. Is there a secret meeting that I'm missing out on? That yeah, uh, you're that in everybody's it. having. Oh, yeah, good. You're, you're <laughs> in it right now. That's great. We're gonna we're gonna sell Dakota rings next week, so it'll now, be great. Uh, so so they're not gonna be happy. And but on the other hand, here's the other hand. They're getting uh, they're getting their ass kicked economically with this, and it's not gonna be any better. Uh, if they play a season this year, if you extended Sportsnet's NHL contract to year 13, for yeah. example, yeah. and said, don't pay anything this year, we'll just extend it to year 13, you know, they'd scratch their chin a couple of times and go, hmm, that's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. So, yeah, but, but, but I can tell you right now that NBC would jump at that opportunity in right. the United States, and because there's a real expectation that the the next deal in the United States, it's going to come up. If you rolled over NBC for a year to 200, which they get 200 million dollars, there's an expectation that that rollover year would have been six to 800 million dollars for television revenue. Well, maybe, States. but also the contemplation was that um, ESPN was going to be back in the uh, in the mix on that, and they just laid off. What five hundred people? Yeah, but you can always. But they're still buying people. rights fees. You can you you. you I give you that, and, but and how you produce? What's what the biggest issue? And we we saw it during both NBA and NHL. We saw it in Major League Baseball. It's not necessarily producing content. It's how you produce content. That is going to change for the for ever, based on what's happened in COVID. Yeah, spoken as a true producer. Yeah, the four well, of us will be calling games from this. Well, we're, gonna, right yeah, here. we're yeah, we're going to be on our well, we're going to be on our broadcast booths right now. Yeah, you know? here Who we are. The amount of people watch. <laughs> yeah, they got the same numbers. <laughs> oh, Pete. Well, that's a compliment to the podcast. Yeah, no, I'm like saying it'd be we're, we we can pull from we got Vegas, we got that's about it. The rest of Where you. Do you do you care that the whether the broadcasters are there or not? I mean, at the end of the day, if you're sitting in front of your television set, does it even occur to you that they may or may not be in the well, stadium? 
one of the what, one of the great one it. of the great uh, one of the great uh, uh, broadcasters of our time who just retired uh, covered covered every game of the Stanley Cup playoffs from his house in Marysville, Michigan, in Mike Emmerich, every game, and did a really good job. And I don't think I, the I audience care. cared. I do. But yeah, you care, you, but you want you, you, you want the per diem and to go out for dinner the night before. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because but I, now all the rest all the restaurants are closed anyway, so you can't go anywhere. Not in Vegas. Not, not in, in Vegas. Vegas. No, they're they're ignoring the fact that uh, there's a pandemic on. Yeah, they're Hold still the, count, they're still counting. So they're they're not counting money though. Uh, yeah. Gentlemen, we have gone much longer than we usually do, and um, uh, really, what that speaks to is not necessarily the intellect of this conversation, but the verbosity of the four people involved. Or the friendships. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, it was all about, P PJ, was all about PJ, being are, verbose. P PJ, do you know what verbosity means? I was, I actually quickly looked down and tried typing it into, I couldn't spell it. I got to, it starts with a V, right? Not an F. It means I couldn't <laughs> shut you three up. It's a silent H and Tell then a what. V. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. We should do a Saturday show at five o'clock. What do you think, Peach? That's been Saturday done. at five? Saturday at five. He's talking about the show you used to do, oh, Saturday know, at five. I was going to say because my my arms are in full effect Saturday by five o'clock, <laughs> and it's not <laughs> from <kidding>? running. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> pandemic life. Oh, well, that answers the question uh, of whether the arms. It, it answers the question of whether the what question of whether the effects of a concussion wear off in time. Apparently, they don't for stock. It's not a concussion. <laughs> it's called a hangover. That's oh four syllables. When Shirelli Najak was our producer at Hockey Night Canada, or the big boss, he said no words bigger than marmalade. So oh, that's three. Really? So you, Shirelli Najak told him that? Told you yeah, that? Yeah, no, no words bigger than marmalade. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. Wonder where he uh, learned it. Oh, is that right? Oh, 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 of course he's going to take credit for it. You know that. Hey, uh, let's go and enjoy the rest of the day. Um, uh, we love you, and thanks a lot for taking time. And we'll, uh, we'll, if at your, uh, at your, with your permission, we'll gather this group again. Um, Please, not too long down the road. Uh, good to see you guys. <laughs> Secret handshakes. <laughs> That'll do it for the uh, podcast. Uh, we'll see you on Monday. Bye bye.